Welcome back to A Texan Abroad. This is the 29th, the penultimate in my series of 30 political conversations, video podcasts I'm doing that will end tomorrow with the last one, although I may do one on actual election day on Tuesday, that will conclude exactly with that, the elections in the U.S. uh, on Tuesday, November 3rd. Uh, You can catch the video versions on my Instagram feed, Instagram TV, a.texan.abroad, or the audio versions on my podcast feed, A Texan Abroad, available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Find me in either place, subscribe, rate, and review. Let me know how I'm doing and what you're thinking about what I'm saying. Last night, we had uh, a little bit of a conversation about the U.S. role overseas. Today, Again, broaden it out more generally and just talk about America and some things that I actually mentioned last night. But I'd like to hone down on a few of those specific issues and my overall opinion, uh, opinion about my homeland, about where I'm from. And I think the first question and one that I get a lot of when I'm traveling and living overseas is just generally, do I, do I consider myself patriotic? You know, a lot of people meet me and they understand that I've spent the last decade plus traveling and living in different countries around the world. And actually, I've helped a number of people to immigrate to the U.S. and and other countries as well. Uh, A lot of people from those countries where I've lived and traveled ask me why I'm not living in my homeland, why I'm not living in the U.S. if I love it so much, if I'm such a patriot, why aren't I there? Well, hopefully the T-shirt... one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite shirts, uh, gives you an indication that I am indeed, or at least I consider myself to be patriotic, that I miss my home both in the U.S. and in Texas every day. I miss the people there, the life there, and everything else. But I don't think actually that you need to be present in your homeland to, to be patriotic. Actually, if anything, I think my time overseas that I spent traveling and living in different countries has, if anything, increased the love that I have for America and for Texas. Um, But it's an interesting question, which is the next one. What does that mean exactly to be patriotic? Um, I don't, a lot of the times when you say that phrase, patriot, patriotic, what does it uh, entail? I think a lot of people go to the place that you believe your country is the best in the world or that you believe your country has the best system, the best kind of values, the best whatever, that you will stand up and fight and die and all of these things. For me, I think there are countries that have better types of systems, maybe better uh, infrastructure, maybe there's a place that has better health care, a place that has a better education, has a better criminal justice system. Without a doubt, there are countries around the world that have parts and, uh, you know, and ideas that are perhaps better than America's. Uh, do I think America is the greatest country to live? Well, that depends on what you want out of life, to be honest. Um, when I say I'm a patriot and I'm patriotic, I think it's because at its core, I believe in the idea of the United States uh, and what it stands for, what it was founded on. And I'll talk about that in just a second. That when I say patriot, uh, patriotic, it's that the, the concept of the country, um, the ideas, the fundamental underlying belief that exists, um, that's the thing that you hold most dear. And it doesn't mean it's the thing that's most important to you on this particular day or this particular period of your life. 
but it means deep down you believe in that concept, that theory, that idea. Um, and I do. I, I, I absolutely do. I, again, I don't necessarily point to it as the best place for every single person to live, even for many of those people who are there. Um, I don't say it's got the best education, healthcare, prison system, whatever else. I know that there are um, a lot of flaws and a lot of problems in the U.S., and I'll get to that kind of question in just a moment. Um, but I do believe at its core, the ideas embodied by that place uh, are the things that I truly believe in. And let's get to that right now. What, why do I believe in the U.S.? What is this fundamental concept that I've just been speaking about for a couple of minutes? You know, I'm not a very religious person. Uh, quite the opposite, actually. Uh, my father wasn't. My brother and sister aren't, as far as I know. Um, you know, my mom is, and she'd probably be uh, not particularly happy for me to say that out loud, though she's heard me say it before. Um, I'm not sure what there exists beyond this kind of current existence. So to say that I'm religious is, uh, is an understatement. That being said, I do have a deep fundamental belief and that's in people. Um, it was instilled in me by the amazing people that uh, grew up around me and helped raise me in my hometown of Corpus Christi uh, and all of the places that I was lucky enough to, to kind of wander around in my teenage years and in my early 20s. More importantly, uh, or equally as important, uh, it's been kind of solidified by the amazing people that I've met over the last 15 years, uh, traveling and living overseas meeting a variety of people from different places, different walks of life, the people that I've kept in my life from my early years, from my formative years, all of those people all around me, they have instilled in me a belief in people that is unwavering. Um, I believe in humanity. Uh, and what does that mean? I, I think that there is something about the existence, the kind of uh, the flaws, as well as the imperfections, the difficulty in, in what it means to be alive, to be human. You know, um, I'm in a precarious situation at the moment with a visa and a, and a situation that I'm not sure how it will be resolved. And uh, my family, as always, is trying to say, you need to do this, this, or this. This particular idea is dangerous. And I said, you know what's dangerous is, is being alive, uh, living a human existence where you're aware of your own mortality um, and you're not sure what that means. That's dangerous. It's, it's, you know, emotionally draining. But that's also where the beauty lies in that humanity, that you would give up your life to help another. You would give up something of yours to help another human. And I've seen it all over the world. So why does that strike me as deeply American? It's because of all of the places that I've traveled, of all of the places that I've stepped foot on, that I've met people from, even places that I haven't been myself. Nowhere in the world is humanity more centered than, than in the U.S. And yes, you can look at the demographics uh, of the U.S. population, um, and it's still vast majority of white Anglo-Europeans uh, or of European ancestry. But I think about where I grew up, where I was actually a minority, 
Corpus Christi is, I think, around 65-70% Hispanic, um, something along those lines. I think about where I went to school in UT Austin and even in SMU. I think about uh, a lot of the places where a number of my friends live, where it's, whether it's Los Angeles or New York or Chicago, Florida. I think about the diversity of those places, not just the diversity in terms of ethnicity, but of origin. I had a lot of friends who were first generation um, American, that if they hadn't been born here, they might not have been citizens, which the idea to revoke birthright citizenship is, an, is a travesty. It goes against what I to be, believe to be fundamentally American. Um, we are an amazing place because we are a slice of humanity. We are that experiment that society and humans have been trying to, to perfect throughout our existence. A place where every, anyone from any country, from any belief system, whether you believe the extreme left or the extreme right, whether you're an absolute racist or you're an absolute, you know, I don't know what the extreme left would be, but, you know, um, socialist, communist, doesn't matter. You can exist together, yeah? That you, all of those people have a place, have a home in one city, in one country, in one area. And actually your home, your little area, your state, your county has particular rules to the culture in that place. Again, never in any country that I've seen before do they have this particular kind of idea. America is what I imagine the human experience, the societal experiment should be. Maybe one day, in, in my wildest dream, uh, it would be that there exists a worldwide government, and underneath that, what is now the United States, the states, you could have countries. And under that, you could have counties or cities, right? And each of those little experiments could exist in its own bubble. That's kind of what the U.S. is, the way the government is set up, the way everything is set up, and the way there's so many different people from so many different places. Now, that leads me to the, to the next question, which is, what are the problems? Uh, why is this experiment seemingly uh, on the verge of failing all the time? Well, one, I don't think it's on the verge of failing. That's a unique characteristic to a lot of Americans that we believe the country is is both the greatest place in the world, but also on the verge of collapse. What I would say is it's not, it's just difficult because being human is difficult. Living with people who have different ideas, different beliefs, different priorities, different problems, that is difficult. I've been doing it to the extreme for the last 12 years. And trust me, it's not easy, but that's life. Life isn't easy. I could, I've spent the last 27 you know, days talking for 15 minutes into this camera, into this phone, trying to explain some of the difficulties of the American existence, of the human existence. And I could spend 30 days with every topic that I already covered, uh, and 30 days on the topic I'm covering tomorrow, and 30 days on the topic I'm covering right now. There are a lot of problems. But that's because, again, it's complicated, it's complex. I think the biggest problem, the fundamental issue that we're having right now is we've forgotten how to communicate. We've gotten so good at taking in information and so bad at absorbing it and understanding it and communicating with our neighbor uh, and that person who thinks differently. I was listening to The Daily the other day and there 
was just some people lined up actually to buy guns. And amazingly, uh, you know, one guy had a Black Lives Matter t-shirt on and another guy was staring at him. And the Daily Reporter, the New York Times reporter, was just trying to get some information. It was almost a fight until the two guys started talking. And then they started saying, you know what? I don't necessarily believe in what you believe and I don't believe in what you believe, but we can just talk about it. We can actually just have a conversation. And by the end of this little snippet of the Daily, they, they had come to an understanding. We've forgotten how to do that. Uh, and it's the most important aspect of life. Um, I've talked to so many people. Uh, I train young people, old people on communication, on emotional intelligence and on critical thinking. That's part of my job. It's some of the aspects that I love teaching people the most about. Having difficult conversations encapsulates all of those things and it encapsulates the human experience, as I've been trying to say. Having conversations with people that don't think like us, that don't agree with what we want out of life and what we want for our families. Heck, you know what? Your children may disagree with you. Trust me, as I said, I've just been disagreeing with my family for the last day. You may disagree with people that you love dearly. That happens, but it doesn't mean you don't have the conversation. So how do we solve it? How do we correct this thing that is America, this human experiment that we're trying to perfect? which might not be perfectible, by the way. We do exactly what I've been trying to do for the last 29 days. Whether it's a short conversation or a long one, whether you share a glass of scotch and watch the sunrise, uh, or you just have an espresso and talk for 15 minutes, you talk to the people that you think you know, and you actually get to know them. You get to understand what it is that makes them tick and why they think something that you don't and I promise you if you open your mind to that possibility to all of the beauty that is humanity and all the beauty that is America and all that that entails you will be a better person for it and the world will be a better place for it think about that think about how you can be a better world citizen a better American and until tomorrow <laughs>